How's it going? Good, good. Thanks for being here. We're happy to have you. Oh, it's great to be here. Uh, thank you to Umi. Thank you um, to everyone joining. Uh, really excited to be here and uh, discuss all things Frax and Umiverse. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, we have an exciting episode and um, we have it recorded, so no worries. We'll uh, clip everything and uh, send it to the rest of our community. For now, I'll just hand it off to Senor Wad, our, our master of Oracle. Hey, everybody! It's a uh, it's good to see you. Nice to meet you, Dave. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. It's nice to meet you too. Uh, yeah. It's beautiful where I'm at. I'm just taking a nice walk outside as uh, you know as we do this little space. Hey, glad to hear it. So yeah, I'll, I'll kick it off with some of the the Umi updates and Oho updates, and then we'll kind of dive into Frax and uh, and what you guys are doing. Um, so uh, as far as Umi, right now we've uh, we're working on development for the emergency group for the leverage protocol. Um, if you don't know what the emergency group does, is essentially protects users' funds in the case of hacks or consensus issues. Uh, we're able to uh, make sure that you know uh, leverage funds in the protocols are always safe. Um, we also recently enabled the leverage module messages for interchain accounts. Uh, what this means is people are actually able to execute uh, transactions on UMI from other blockchains through ICA. So I think we'll talk a little bit about that and uh, its uh, sort of meaning behind that here as well. Um, and we also recently put Mars on UMI, which is uh, pretty interesting. So you can interact with the Mars uh, token on UMI. As for the OHO side of things, uh, the biggest part of news there is recently uh, we've been uh, announced as a Comdex's main oracle. Uh, we we recently passed a proposal there to deploy a smart contract uh, from OHO onto Comdex. So Harbor Protocol will be using OHO as well as all of the applications built on top of Comdex will be using OHO. So that's very exciting for us. Um, and I'm sure you'll hear more about other integrations that are happening very, very soon. Uh, we, we've got a lot planned. But uh, without further ado, I'll uh, I'll hand it off to you, Dave. Uh, you want to give a quick overview of Frax for those who are uh, kind of new to the project? Yeah, sure. Um, hey, everyone. Uh, I'm DeFi Dave. I do a little intro to myself and then talk about Frax. Uh, I am a core advocate for the Frax protocol. Uh, I'm out here spreading education and awareness about it. I'm the host of Flywheel DeFi, which is a grassroots media project. Dedicating, dedicated to covering Frax, DeFi, and the world on chain. And for those who are unfamiliar with Frax, um, I like to describe it as a stablecoin protocol. Uh, they issue and deploy decentralized stablecoins, uh, the most notable being the dollar-pegged stablecoin Frax. They also have an ETH-pegged stablecoin 
Fraxeth, and also a, 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 a one stablecoin that's pegged to the consumer price index called SPI. Um, and so Frax deploys these stablecoins. It has built sub-protocols to deploy them. So the whole Frax universe uh, has a, you know, FraxLend, FraxSwap, FraxFerry, and each of these sub-protocols are specifically designed to help further grow um, all of Frax's stablecoins and the Frax ecosystem. I actually like to say, you know, I like to say that Frax is short for Fractal because it's really a Fractal of DeFi, and that's the best way to think of it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, could you talk a little bit about sort of the separate stable coins, why each of them is significant and might uh, contribute to traction in DeFi? Because you guys are building out this like large uh, kind of DeFi super app. So uh, why the split in liquidity between stable coins? Where, where do, where's the uh, advantage there for sort of newcomers to Frax? Hey, can, uh, can you hear me? Uh, I think we're having some connectivity yeah, that sounds can, awesome. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I, I can hear you. Yes, I can hear you now. Yeah, we okay. got the, the overview of Frax uh, of and, and kind of what you do there, and um, that's really cool. Uh, Wad, are, are you coming in all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm yeah. here. Can you, can you hear me okay, Dave? Yeah, I can hear everyone fine. Waz as well? Yep. Oh, I think that's my connection. My fault. Sorry, guys. Oh, all good. Uh, but yeah, if you could go into sort of each stablecoin on Frax and uh, tell us kind of what the significance is behind it, that would that would be super helpful. Yeah, so um, I'll go into it. So I'll start off with Frax, the, the flagship dollar peg stablecoin. Um, and I think what's really interesting about Frax is how much it has evolved over the past two and a half years of it, its existence. Uh, it started off as the first hybrid stablecoin that's partially that was partially collateralized um had this uh arb system to keep its peg and then uh frax's first big innovation came in the spring of 2021 with the release of frax v2 and with the release of frax v2 it pioneered this concept called amos uh, which stands for um algor um uh, algorithmic market operations and basically these amos are the equivalent to OMOs or open market operations that the Federal Reserve does in uh, in in the real world in the in TradFi and OMOs are basically are basically the Fed taking actions in the open market to keep the dollar in line with inflation. The parallel to that with Frax is AMOs are actions taken by the Frax protocol to keep uh, Frax pegged at one dollar, and so Frax will you know use protocols in DeFi to help maintain a peg. So the most notable of this is actually the curve ammo. And so Frax, you know, is known like Frax identified early um the power of curve and stable swap. And it really went out of its way to uh alloc you know, to garner and allocate and, and gather and uh convex tokens in order to gain power and influence there for the whole bribe market and everything. But Frax will actually use the curve protocol itself for its minting and redeeming of the Frax stablecoin. So right now, there's hundreds of millions of dollars of Frax liquidity on, on Curve. And so there are other AMOs as well. There's a lending AMO, there's a liquidity AMO, there's an investor AMO. And so all of these, so Frax will use, proto, and this is how uh, Frax's sub-protocols developed, because you know we were using other protocols as well, but then we realized like, hey, like we would be, you know, due to, um, 
the risks in DeFi, uh, we realized we would be better off creating our own sub protocols. And that kind of led to uh, all these sub protocols being created. And most notably, what you saw with Fraxland, with the way that it was constructed, it was actually in this whole curve fiasco, the first lending protocol to be paid back by Michael from Curve. Um, because if he didn't pay it back, it'd be the one that would uh, liquidate first. Um, and so, and actually, Frax actually didn't have any uh, protocol on liquidity in that pair. But uh, it just like goes to show how you know Frax has been skating to where the puck is going and not where the puck is at the the current moment. Uh, so that's Frax the stablecoin, um, and then Frax ETH. Um, what the Frax team kind of realized in 2022 that with all these LSDs that came out. They're really just ETH pegged stablecoins, where you know the the risk free rate um, is the is the ETH beacon chain yield, um, and that people were, and that all these different protocols were constructing like their own stablecoin, their own spin, whether it was uh, Lido Seth with rebasing, or whether it was Rocket Pool with their one token that secure that just gains value. Um, and so with Frax, they were like, hey, like how would we build our own stablecoin? Our ETH like stablecoin. So they actually came up with this two token system. Uh, there's Frax ETH, which is the vanilla stablecoin. It's the equivalent of WETH. And then you have S Frax ETH, which is the uh, basically the risk free yield, the savings vault that 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 earns interest over time. And so you people have so when people and because not all Frax ETH is an S Frax ETH, there's always a boosted yield there. And so you, you have this advantage there. Um, and then the last stablecoin is FPI, and that really came about as kind of like what's this middle ground between a dollar peg stablecoin and a free floating stablecoin? You were like, okay, like let's create a stablecoin that is somewhat pegged to the real world, but that it isn't exactly a dollar. And so that, that's how FPI came about. And uh, these uh, these price index stablecoins have actually existed before in the real world, I believe, in Argentina. Uh, back in the 70s and 80s. I, I did an interview with Amin Soleimani and Sam Kazemian back in September 2022. Um, the, I, the Argentinian or Chilean real estate market actually used to uh, do deals within within uh, line with inflation with like the, uh, the which, whatever, whatever the index was in keeping track of inflation, the deals were centered around that. So there's a precedent to these CPI-like stable coins. And so that's actually going for, the, the team has plans for that in the future as well. Um, you know, um, but right now the main stable coins are Frax stablecoin and uh, Frexeth, and um, yeah. So those those are that's a little bit of an overview. Yeah, awesome to hear uh, what you guys are doing, not just from uh, you know sort of unique advancements from the protocol perspective, but also better for uh, users in the long term. You know, connecting directly into Curve and just building out these different products. Um, but yeah, let's. I mean, let's talk a little bit about Frax V3. I know you guys are sort of bridging out into real world assets and uh you have this new finres partnership that uh was announced recently can you tell us a little bit more about that yeah sure so frax v3 is very exciting been in the works for a while and with frax v3 you know how this really came about is you know like i said earlier um frax has always been growing evolving innovating adapting and what frax realized is if you want to ha have the most scalable stablecoin, you need to um, plug into whatever the risk-free rate is of the highest quality reserve asset is in that category. And so 
it's like you want to fit a circle peg into a circle hole or a triangle peg into a triangle hole. You don't want to, you don't want to like, you don't want a, a square peg in a triangle hole. It, it doesn't, it doesn't work exactly. And so for the dollar, what is the risk-free rate? It's uh, the Fed master account. It's reverse repos. It's treasury bonds. It's what, you know, it's, that is the closest you can get to the safest yield out there. And so that's why Frax has been talking about since November of last year of trying to get the Fed master account. And everyone's like, oh, that's crazy. Like, you could never do it. Like, um, you know, the environment, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you can't really listen to other people. You just have to have conviction in your plan and um, see and adapt to the times and see when the tides turn. And so when Frax V3, it was recently announced, and how it works is it has uh, the FinRes, as you mentioned, and that is basically the adapter for Frax to bridge off-chain assets on-chain. And FinRes is a not-for-profit organization, and it only has one job, and that is to hold these real-world assets of uh, these high-quality reserve assets for Frax. It is uh, kind of Frax's... Uh, print in like kind of their footprint in the real world and, and vice versa. The organization doesn't go, do any profit seeking activities. It does no rehypothecation. Its only purpose is to hold these real, these uh, treasury bonds. Um, and so that's, and so from that you can finally get the off chain yield on chain in a safe compliant way. Um, and the FinRes is basically that the shield for the, Frax protocol will always exist on chain. It will be always, you know, be in the on-chain world. FinRes is taking care of like all the off-chain stuff. Um, it is the, uh, you know, it is completely. It doesn't do any protocol development. It doesn't do anything along those lines. It only holds the assets. That makes sense. That definitely makes sense. And I mean, it, it's good to hear uh, someone kind of going into a unique part of the market. Um, you kind of mentioned you guys have had some, uh, you know, other people mentioning, you know, how is that ever going to happen? How have you guys sort of uh, overcome that as far as uh, sort of being the, the leaders in, in moving forward with uh, real world assets in this way? Um, just not get distracted. Um, just have your eye on the prize and just focus on shipping and building uh, the best products out there. And if we believe that, you know, if, if we build the best products, then the people will come, you know, cause at the end of the day, it's all about yield and getting those numbers up. And if you just offer the, uh, the highest, safest, most sustainable yield, people will take notice. And, um, I'll say this in my opinion, Braxis is just innovating on DeFi right here. I think it's innovating on all of banking. Um, you know, we believe that blockchain is truly the next gr uh, great era and great innovation for, our world and like if it really is up to that hype and up to that potential then the world will come on chain then the world will use will use blockchain we just happen to be the first ones and so we believe what we are building is not just an innovation in DeFi, but an innovation in all of finance yeah that's awesome i i think typically when i when we talk to people from uh, different projects um, that's, that's the biggest conviction that we can find is like, it's, it's bigger than what we're building now. It's, it's, 
it's uh, changing the economy. It's changing how people interact with money at a fundamental level. And it's awesome to see you guys uh, kind of attack that head on. It's uh, it's pretty, pretty interesting. Um, I, I do want to talk a little bit about some of the, you know, points of collaboration between UMI and Frax and uh, maybe even what we're doing at OHO. Um, you know, recently we just integrated uh, interchain accounts on our leverage module, which means that any other protocol can essentially access uh, liquidity through uh, interchain accounts. Uh, we also are working on uh, bringing the bond markets into DeFi effectively. Um, we also have a pricing oracle system that we're working on as as well. Um, I, I think I've kind of talked about all the ways that we could sort of integrate. Do you have any sort of ideas around UMI uh, and how Frax could uh, could uh, work together with you guys? Yeah, for sure. Um, one obvious way is with SFRAX ETH opening a S-Frax ETH market, having S-Frax ETH as collateral and, you know, allowing you know, um, your users to take advantage of that ARB. Um, I really, I'm a big fan of the whole Cosmos uh, app chain model. I think it's, I think lending markets is actually one of those things that are really underutilized and underrated, especially with a lot of these new LTs popping up. They don't really have mature lending markets. And when they do have lending markets, they're usually just forks that don't really last long um, because everyone's just like, they're waiting to grow their liquidity and then waiting for uh and then waiting for Ave to come on board when the liquidity's there. But since you guys are like your own chain and playing by your own rules, um, you know, it's like you offer an actual alternative for a lot of different assets that actually like, you know, if I wanna like lend a new stable coin, if I wanna lend a new a new ETH a new LSD or use new LSD as collateral, um, you know, because of your system and the way you can plug into other chains like you, you allow that to happen so i think that's pretty cool and i think like one way we could do that is with uh s-tracks ETH. um and of course having a you know for allowing people to uh, lend and borrow frax as well um lend and borrow fpi um i think that would be pretty cool um so yeah there's like plenty of ways we could see that yeah absolutely um as far as oho with s ETH, you know we build out these custom oracle integrations for tokens all the time right now we're going into uniswap and sort of the ethereum world i know you guys are listed on balancer and a, a couple other um places as well so if you ever need oracle services uh you know reach out because uh we know that's a big part of the the integration need for bringing s ETH into other markets yeah, for sure. You know, I think the whole Frax uh, motto and ethos is a positive sum. You know, we're still small as a space, especially compared to the TradFi world. So it's best for us to grow the pie together rather than try to compete with each other. There's a lot of value to be created with each other. And there's a lot of value with growing with each other. And like we said earlier, like, you know, if we truly believe that blockchain is the next great frontier, um, we will grow together and we're much better stronger in that regard. Yeah, absolutely, man. And it's good to hear you say that. Uh, I know we're coming close to time here. Um, so I just want to bring up a, a couple of the community questions. Uh, one of them are, you know, what are your thoughts on the curve hack and its uh, its impact over Frax? I know uh, you plug in directly to curve and a lot of your yield comes from there. So um, what, what are your thoughts around that and uh, how it interacts with Frax? Yeah, well, the curve uh, high, uh, Viper exploit was uh, quite scary because it was so deep in the stack. It was a compiler level exploit that seems to have been missed. And the curve contracts were fine. It was just like the language of it wasn't. And so 
it made it vulnerable. Um, it was a bit scary at first, but you know the Frax team acted fast. Um, the Frax protocol was was not at risk. Uh, none of the funds ended up being at risk. Um, and actually, some really cool innovations came out of it because um, you ended up seeing a, a new incentive gauge for a CRV USD F Frax pool. So it actually created a secondary debt market for um, Fraxland, for Fraxland, which was really cool to see. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see these secondary um, debt markets for like Frax bonds in the future and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's always growth to come out of it. Um, on our side, you know, we saw the the Mango Markets hack where, you know, Avi Eisenberg stole $110 million from a relatively small lending protocol. And uh, that's what inspired us to build out our smart Oracle, which prevents uh, small market cap assets from being manipulated in the same way. So um, I can definitely relate to that. Uh, our team uh, definitely has to work in sort of the same way. We're kind of discovering things as they happen along. Um, the, the other questions I have are uh, about Frax bonds. Uh, Frax bonds essentially introduces a new way to interact with yield. Could you talk about some of the underlying mechanisms of how the bonds work and how they're, they're different from uh, traditional bonds? Yeah. Um, we re actually did a Twitter space about this with uh, Sam Kazemian uh, a few days ago, uh, where he basically lays out how Frax bonds are going to work. Um, I recommend everybody listening to to that space. I'm personally still marinating and digesting how it will work in uh, my own words, um, but it's it's essentially um, way different than anything that's been called "quote unquote" a bond in on chain because nothing really has been truly a bond on chain. Like it's like in a, in the traditional sense, but I will say this: like, there's no duration risk with these bonds. Um, these bonds, because of the way it interact, it, because of the way they're they are structured, they are really safe, high yielding, uh, and are able to offer a a boost compared to your traditional five percent. And so, I recommend everybody if you want to learn more about Frax bonds to go. It's on YouTube actually to go to the Flywheel DeFi YouTube and listen to our Twitter space with Sam, where all the alpha is. We're gonna be coming out with an article about Frax Bonds on Monday, and then you can learn everything you want about Frax Bonds there. That's awesome. It really seems like a, a an innovation coming out of there. Um, you know, Umi, we're big on bonds, bringing the, this market into crypto and sort of bridging the gap between traditional bonds and uh, cryptocurrencies. So that's that's awesome to hear. Um, th those are the end of our community questions. And uh, it's pretty much all we had planned for today's space. Uh, Dave, do you have anything you want to share with the community about Frax? Uh, any alpha that might be coming out soon that uh, hasn't really been talked about before? Yes, uh, I have some Flywo DeFi alpha for everyone. Uh, the launching of the new website is eminent. It is it is happening. Um, and it will be. You'll probably see the full launch tomorrow. You'll see like the pre-launch, uh, pre-beta launch tomorrow. Uh, if you go to flywheeldefi.com, it's not going to be a subset. It can be a completely new website, and then we're going to announce it uh, in a few days after that. So really exciting stuff uh, on the Flywheel DeFi side. We're going to have. If you want to learn about Frax, it'll be your number one resource and database to catch up on everything Frax. So if this is your first time hearing about Frax and you want to learn more about it, we have a whole Frax 101 section where you can learn all about the history of Frax, all about how Frax ETH works, and soon about how Frax V3 works as well. So really exciting stuff. Uh, Frax has a lot of things in the pipeline from, you know, Frax V3, of course, Frax ETH V2, and, uh, and Frax Chain. 
frack chain test set is actually coming very, very soon. Um, hopefully before the end of the year. And then even before that, hopefully within the next 50 days, around the next 50 days, uh, Fraxi V2 will be coming as well. So, you know, I, I'll put it this way. Um, Sam said on our space that the next year of shipping for Frax, it's going to look like the past year of Frax has been slacking. So they're, they're, to give you of, uh, some, some strong words by Sam, um, to give everyone a picture of what Frax has in store in the docket. Awesome. That's great to hear that, you know, uh, things are picking up even, even harder than they were before, but, uh, you hit it, heard it here first, you know, give Dave a follow, check out Frax, check out what they're doing. Um, you know, again, Dave gives a lot of, uh, awesome information about what they're building. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, check them out pretty soon. It's, it's awesome yield and a great product, great set of products that are coming to crypto and really changing the game. Uh, but thank you, Dave, for coming on and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, have a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Umi. Uh, and we'll talk, uh, hope to be here soon. Well, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, have a good one. Thank you. Thank you, Oz. Thank you, Umi. Uh, we'll talk to, uh, hope to be here soon. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve. Mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works. And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape them under the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless. Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets. Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments. Red down days. Got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these token knocks They probing this bear Flexing broken knots I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting knots And then to end a long day Eleven bowls of chronic Never known the politic I was born to frolic It's been my policy To pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists Jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity Before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss It's all moss And I'm liking the odds Fondue in the morning Forming mycological bonds Click the cap though the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures Under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy While the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner They stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the Hostage, like the shit is played for keeps clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines. They call it implausible when model after model keeps on ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats. Tearing apart your community, all these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity. Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each. I'm on the back, ten stargazing after the siege. Commanding all the management to grab a few seats, and then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east. Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats. Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets. Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats, and if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each. Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy, before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve. Mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape him under the earth, say and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served.
Spaces.